and passing the mic with Mez Entertainment CEO and founder, Ryan Mesbro. How are you today, Ryan? Hi, David. I'm great. Very Thank happy you. to be here. Amazing. So the female-owned and operated Mez Entertainment has worked with the likes of DJ Wonder, Scram Jones, DJ Yamez, among many others. But things weren't always like that. At one point, you were in fashion PR. So tell us about that. Yeah. So when I was in school, I studied international business and French. And I lived in Paris for a year. While I was there, I did an internship in fashion PR And I got a taste of what it's like to work at Paris Fashion Week. And I just fell in love with it. And, you know, I was working like 16, 17 hour days. And I just didn't, it didn't bother me because I was just having so much fun. And I loved it so much. And so when I first moved to New York, I had it in my head that I wanted to work in fashion. And, uh, I actually did another internship when I first moved to New York and uh, in fashion PR, and it didn't end up panning out for the long term, but I've always loved fashion. I've also worked in retail uh, at, you know, a small boutique in Chicago where I was, you know, dressing people and choosing clothes for them. And I just always loved it. And I, when I was actually a little kid, I wanted to be a fashion designer also. And I was always drawing like dresses and things like that. And I just have always loved it. Which makes the next question all the more important. I know you founded Mez Entertainment in 2017, only five, six years ago at this point. What was the turning point for you? What made you say, I've got to be in music now? So I was working at the Ace Hotel and in New York, and I had a young lady that sat next to me. I was doing event planning, and she was doing event production, and she would hear me on the phone with my clients, and it was her idea. She turned to me one day, and she said, you know, you would make a really good manager, and she had gone to the NYU Clive Davis Institute for Recorded Music. She was a rapper from Biloxi, Mississippi, And she, it was her idea. And then we just, I started managing her uh, very soon after that comment that she made. And it just happened. It was very organic. What sort of qualities make for a good manager? Uh, You have to be a workaholic. (laughs) You Uh have to stay on your toes because you just don't know you don't know what's going to happen. Like you can't always plan things out. You know, you can make plans all you want, but you have to be able to pivot. You have to be hyper-organized. You just have to be able to think on your feet and be resourceful because your product is a person. It's not like an inanimate object. So a person with feelings and a personality and you have to just deal with that all the time and work with them and you work really closely with them. Yeah. My mentors always emphasize with me the importance of problem solving skills, which really helped me with thinking outside the box when those moments came. There's probably only been two very severe challenging situations where I wasn't immediately able to think of my way out of it, but it is amazing 
the possibilities that are available once you start looking for them. And most people aren't always looking for those creative solutions. We're in a weird place in humanity now where people are more quick to resort to desperate measures than to explore the many career opportunities, income opportunities available to them. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So were you able to take what you learned in fashion PR and leverage it in music as well? Yes. So fashion PR is a very fast paced industry and there's many moving parts all the time. And it's a juggling act in certain ways. And it's kind of the same thing with being a manager in the entertainment industry. There's so many people that you're dealing with on a daily basis. You're dealing with schedules, logistics, you're dealing with, um, you know, people's lives and everything that goes along with their life. And so, and it's fast paced and you have to be able to turn on a dime and adjust constantly having to adjust so yes absolutely and pr has changed quite a bit right there was a time when sending out a press release and paying for a distribution service is a big deal now i mean i'm kind of rolling in pr and publicity into one just so we're (laughs) clear but uh because i know there's a differentiation in the industry there was a time when it was a little bit simpler and now PR is a bit of a different story, right? It's like sending a press release might help you get a search engine ranking, but it's not necessarily going to give you media inquiries. So what sort of changes have you noticed? I mean, I haven't worked in PR in a long time. It's been, I don't know, nine years, eight, nine years. But I know that right now it seems that, you know, PR is a lot with uh, its relationships and it's getting people to write about you and to get people interested in you. And it's about building a story and getting that story out there on as many platforms as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, the relationship building aspect of it is super important. You can also pay a lot of money to have articles placed in certain places, which is good if you have the resources. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You've helped artists get exposure through social media, press, radio airplay, promotional interviews, strategic partnerships and sponsorships. What is your process or approach to these media channels? So it really depends on the artist. So I work with clients that are in various different stages of their career. Some of them are in earlier stages. Some are more developed. Um, So it really depends on where they're at in that journey. And we figure out which outlets would be best for them based on, you know, where they're their current market is and how much exposure they need or how much, you know, what's their following currently, what's the next stepping stone for them. And that's really what we look at and we analyze where they're at now, because that will decide which publications we go after. And also we'll decide what we have to focus on. Like, do they need a website? Do they need a press kit? Do they need a, 
a new photo shoot. Uh, it just really depends. What do they, what are they coming in with? Where are the holes? So I look for the holes that need to be filled then. And I try and work accordingly based on that. Yeah. You're really speaking to strategy and planning, something that can be entirely missing from an artistic career at points, especially if you're focused on just songwriting and recording, but really great things to be, to be looking at and thinking about. I love that approach of looking at what might be missing and what they don't have or where they could maybe take things a step beyond and amplify it. That's, that's really great. And what would you say are the top three pieces of advice you'd offer our listeners who are looking to start a company or find success as an independent artist or just create the life they love in any capacity? I think you really need to understand that it's quite an undertaking and this has been a long road i've been doing this for over seven years now and i still am learning every day there's so much i don't know and there's a lot you have to do to get things started and you have to have mentors or people that can be a sounding board for you when you're brainstorming when you're looking at you know what's the next thing i need to do in my journey and no man is an island man or woman is an island uh you know i'm lucky that i was able to meet people throughout my journey that took an interest in what i was building and helped me with certain things where i needed help that I didn't have experience in. So I think the most important thing is drive and work ethic and resourcefulness. And if it's not like something that you want, like on a visceral level, that like you would like literally do anything to get it, it's gonna be hard. You have to love it. Like I love what I do. And if you don't love it, then it's going to be really hard to put in the time necessary to build it to where you want it to be. Yeah, I get that a lot because I've been balancing entrepreneurship and freelancing. It seems to be a common theme. Even Daryl Hurst from Indie Week shared similar sentiments that although he's basically heading up different divisions and companies, he's also doing freelance work on the side. And so you could easily have one of those days where it's like, I would really rather not have to write this a thousand word blog post at the end of the day, but I got to do it because I promised something and business is all about delivering on promises. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on where to find mentorship, coaching, or sounding boards? I know you said you were fortunate to find people along the way. I have been too, but I've also had these longer periods of trying to do it by my lonesome and that doesn't always work. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I think, you know, I initiate a lot of like, of getting together with people and reaching out to people like cold emails. You have to just like, for me, I had to really spend a lot of time researching the people in this business and researching people that 
perhaps there was some similarity between me and them. Like maybe we're both in the same town or maybe they went to the same school as one of my clients and, you know, something to connect, to start the conversation. And I would look at their experience and see where I could connect with them and perhaps start a conversation. And then it's all about like, is there chemistry with that person? Do you feel like over time that they would be someone you'd be comfortable speaking to about, you know, what's going on? Cause it's, you know, you're, you're making yourself vulnerable to someone and sharing with them, like your dreams and your goals. And so you have to, you know, kind of get to know them as well. Yeah. One of the things you're really speaking to is cold calling, cold pitches, uh, big talk on my forthcoming book, The Renegade Musician as well. But I like what you said, finding commonalities, looking for genuine ways to compliment the people you're reaching out to, uh, asking for advice, I guess, humbly, but directly, right? All these things really mm-hmm. play into that relationship building. Exactly. And Dan Kennedy talks about this concept of behavioral consistency in his theory or in his case, probably not theory, but tested and proven reality is if people just follow and do what successful people do, they would get the results they want. So what sort of schedule or what sort of, what does your life look like to be able to have created what you've created? See, I, I guess I have a different philosophy. Uh, Please share. I, in my experience, so I'm, I'm a very type A person and I, you know, I had all these plans, you know, I was going to move after school, I was going to move to New York and I was going to work in the fashion industry and work in fashion PR and all this stuff. And the thing is, is, is it didn't happen. And the amazing things in my life that have, that have transpired are things that just kind of fell into my lap were unplanned and it's kind of like you make plans and then the universe is like no I have something else in store for you and it's just for me I had to be open because like what if what if that young lady that I had worked with had said something about me being such like a good manager like I would be a good manager and then I just like let it go and never acted on that conversation, then I probably wouldn't be here right now. So it's just about being open to opportunities. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's one right path. I think there's so many different paths. Uh, There's not one right way to do something. There's not a formula. Uh, There's certain characteristics like work ethic and resourcefulness and passion that I think are commonalities amongst people that are successful in their industry, but it really depends on the person and what they want and what their goals are and what business they're in. And I just, I don't think that there's, at least in my experience, I don't think there's one right way to do something. Mm. I think this is the contradictions that I live with myself because uh, I think I blogged something yesterday saying, marketing is not a formula and it just isn't so much of the time Um, we can set up a hypothesis and test it out and track the results and then iterate 
and repeat that process till we find something that works. Although one of my partners and and kind of going back to something you said, he's, he's a type A partner. He always told me it was about resonance. If it didn't resonate, it didn't really matter what your marketing was in the first place. And, and I think that point is well taken as well. So I, I think it's kind of a Greek way of thinking, if I remember correctly, that I can accept two co- contradictory concepts. I think there's an element of indiv- individuality to the whole thing that if you don't follow your path, then you're not going to find success at a level that that is enjoyable to you. Um, this is the part of the podcast that's called lovingly called the not Tim Ferriss portion of the interview, <laughs> but I've taken some liberties in in assimilating and adjusting his questions the first is and these are just fun you can spend as much or as little time as you want what was the last youtube video you watched it was a motivational talk uh Mm. it was denzel washington it was this talk that he gave about falling forward Amazing. I might have to look that up. It's very good. I've seen it many times. What is your daily routine like? I wake up and I uh, meditate and I go to the gym and then I start my day and I have my emails and I have my calls and I have, and then like, well, usually sometime in the afternoon, I like, like usually I'll work for like three or four hours and then I'll like, take a break and you know maybe get outside or you know make a call like that's not business related but I'm mostly working on and off the whole day sometimes I'm doing errands I'm sometimes I'm doing emails at the grocery store uh just depends my days are not the same they're very different they vary from day to day and that's kind of what I like so I get bored easily I relate a lot. So you would say that your day is pretty fluid then, I'd imagine, because I do that myself. Um, I do create a schedule each week Mm -hmm. and I always fulfill on the intention of it, but that doesn't mean I always do exactly what it says to do either. I let intuition guide me where, where needed for sure. So, and if it, if that looks like stepping away completely from the computer and going have lunch by myself, I will do that for sure. What's the greatest challenge you've overcome? That's a hard question. I'm challenged pretty regularly, pretty often. Mm. And I think just staying in it, staying with what I'm doing, the fact that I've done it for so long, that I think is overcoming a great challenge because it's really easy to throw in the towel when things aren't going the way you want them to go Mm -hmm. when things get hard and that's why most people don't succeed is because they give up they throw in the towel when things are all going poorly and I think just staying with it and it's like well if I'm not doing this I'm like there's nothing else I'd want to do so this is all I got and not I don't have a plan B mm. and this is it. So I'm going to do it. And that's, that's his biggest challenge is just staying in that mindset. And in a way, 
being surrounded by challenge or feeling challenged every day may well be the sweet spot. I've often found the best stuff in life is a mixture of challenge and excitement. And if you're not feeling a bit of both, might not be quite in the sweet spot of where you're going to expand the most. Exactly. Yeah. What's the greatest victory you've celebrated? (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of the internship program that I've built. Mm. It's, it make, brings me a lot of joy to see students grow during their time working with MES. And I think just growing that program has been really fulfilling for me. And I think just the evolution of MES and seeing how it's changing over time and expanding and I think that's just been pretty amazing to to see and to and be involved with. And sometimes I'm just kind of like, wow, I, I don't even know how I got here. And <laughs> just a day to time, just taking the next right action and trusting that it'll work out the way it's supposed to. And what is this internship program all about? So, well, there's several different departments and it's about mentorship and getting out of your comfort zone and learning. And we watch several documentaries and we discuss them and we have speakers that come, people who work in the industry and the students are working on a variety of different types of assignments depending on which department they're in. And, you know, I challenge them and I try and get them to get out of their shell. I push them a little bit. And, you know, I think sometimes people need that. That's amazing. Well, I'm currently in a year-long leadership program. Technically, it's two years. I'm on year number two of it right now. And it's intensive. And each week, there's many meetings and many calls. It's like, how am I supposed to add this to my schedule and be there and be available for coaching and (laughs) everything that goes with it, start my own project. And, but without that, it's like, Hmm, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be doing everything I'm doing right now and, and taking on what I'm taking on and expanding myself as I am. So those types of opportunities are, are rare. And I'd say grab hold of them. to the listeners if you get the chance and what books have helped you on your journey i read donald passman's book oh yes everything you need to know about the music industry it's full of character and personality that's what i liked about it mm-hmm. the subtle art of not giving a fuck <laughs> oh it's so good yeah and you are a badass And honestly, more than books, I do listen to a lot of talks, TED Talks, and just different, you know, speeches and documentaries. It all all has helped keep me pushing through. Do you have a favorite speech? Well, the one by Denzel is one of my favorites. And then, so I really love Arnold Schwarzenegger because... I think his mindset and his accomplishments are so 
rare. I mean, mm-hmm. he was this young man in a very small town and he saw a magazine with a bodybuilder. He didn't want to be, you know, his parents wanted him to be like a policeman or, you know, a farmer. And he wanted so much more and he wanted to be a bodybuilder and he came to the United States and he didn't have any money or connections. And, you know, he worked construction for six hours a day. And then he went to the gym and trained for four hours a day. And then he took acting classes and then he also took English classes and, you know, every minute of his day was spent doing something and he slept for six hours a day and he never gave up and he did the bodybuilding and then he started acting and then, you know, he got into politics and he never had a backup plan. He said, he says in his, one of his talks, he's like, there's no plan B because then you're giving yourself the option of failing, of not getting what you want. So get rid of the plan B, make a decision, cut off all other options. And that's just what you're going to do. A couple of things by way of comment. I think the book that ended up really giving him the juice was Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. That's a book that I've also read, but it's it's interesting to see how books can hit people differently at different times, right? I may have already had that foundation of believing or believing in myself or believing in what I do, but that was just the fodder that he needed to find himself and what he wanted to do and what he wanted to create in this world, which I love. And the other thing that kind of hit me when you said talk, talking about plan A and no plan B. I think I'm recognizing that everything in my world is plan A. There, Even though it's multiple disciplines and a simultaneous pursuit, and nothing could possibly be harder than trying to be a artist, uh, entrepreneur, and freelancer all at the same time, I've still managed to release over 30 songs, put out over seven books. My eighth is coming soon. And, and set up multiple businesses and community projects. I'm looking to do it more increasingly more with partners and teams and collaborators, but my, my journey is certainly enriched by everything I've taken on. It's amazing. So I'm not rushing towards the end of the show, but that is the questions I have for you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share and talk about? I think you asked great questions. It's all mindset. And surrounding yourself with people that are not going to shut down your ideas, but will be open, open to them because not, not a lot of people can see things before they happen. Some people can only see what's right in front of them. And some people can see beyond that and put things together in their mind and And you need to find other people that can do that as well, or that will at least be supportive because like for me, I just, I know how important community is and having people to talk to about my endeavors. So I think finding that. I'm a very Richard Branson type, uh, at least according to some assessments I've done. And that means I need to surround myself with more executive types who can take over and run the businesses because I'll just keep starting things. It's, mm-hmm. it's just in me to do. 
Well, I really appreciated you taking the time to talk to me today. And um, if there's anything else that, you know, you want to discuss at another time, I'm happy to do so. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time and generosity. And make sure everyone, you can go to mezentertainment.com to learn more. Yeah. And you can follow me at Mez Entertainment for the company and at Mezzero, M-E-Z-Z-I-R-O-W is my personal Instagram. Perfect. Thank you. Look, I know we've been working on a lot of stuff lately, but this year I'm mostly focused on one thing, which is my new premium book, The Productivity, Performance, and Profits Black Book. If you're already a member of Elite Players All Access Pass, then congratulations, you've got access to it. You can still get the book separate from the Academy if you prefer. It's at musicentrepreneurhq.com slash blackbook. This project is already transforming lives. It's at musicentrepreneurhq.com slash blackbook, and I invite you to explore the possibilities. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you.